This is the Shameless Mom Academy. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Episode 167. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 167. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy to be here today, and I cannot even believe it's October. I feel like I was just recording the August three things to think about, and now it's the October three things to think about. So three things to think about in October. Always, I'm loving this new tradition of this monthly tradition. So first Monday of the month, every month, we are doing three things to think about for the month. And some of them are kind of seasonal, and some of them might be depending on what's going on in the world, and some of them might be just depending on what's going on in my life. And so today we have a little bit of a mix of those things. I want to start with first things to think about today. I want to talk about kids and gratitude. So I'm going to be talking about this from the perspective of Vinny having his fifth birthday last weekend. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So he had his fifth birthday and his fifth birthday party which for us was our first party where he had like the whole class came and people brought presents and he's had like tiny little parties before with like five friends from our little parent group that we're in. But this was a first class party with like lots of people and again, lots of presents. I felt really weird about that. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So that's my perspective on kids and gratitude. That's kind of where I'm coming from with this, but I'm bringing this to your attention as we get into Halloween and the constant giving and receiving of candy, as we get into Thanksgiving, lots of conversations about gratitude, as we head toward the holidays, again, back into gift giving, gift receiving, being appreciative, being grateful. So I just thought this was an appropriate time for me based on my gift experience with Vinny's birthday last weekend to talk to you about kind of how I'm managing gratitude a little bit with him 
And then hopefully that will be maybe a little bit insightful for you as you work into moments and opportunities to have conversations and activities around gratitude with your children in the coming months. So Vinny had this party. I had talked about, and I mentioned this a little bit last episode, that I felt really uncomfortable with him having a party and like all these people bringing presents because it was like so much more than he needs. But also when he goes to parties, like he picks out presents for people and he gets excited about giving them. So he definitely had this awareness around friends are going to bring me presents at my party. And I didn't want to take that away from him and put on the invitation, no gifts, because he's been buying gifts for people a lot in the last couple of years. The other piece of that is a girlfriend of mine was like, you kind of look like a mommy martyr if you put no gifts on there. Like, and I was like, I don't want to look like the mommy martyr that's like, oh, no gifts. And I don't know. So we kind of were like joking. I was joking about it with this friend, but she's like, at some point you just get to the age where you're like, the gifts come. And, and right now we're at an age where you invite the whole class. And so it's a lot, but you also like you outgrow that eventually, like, hopefully we're not inviting the whole class for all years of birthdays. So although I have to say this party, it was super, super fun. We lucked out. The weather was great. We were in a park, so we kept it super low key. But Vinny came home with some gifts, like a car load. I think he ended up with 14 gifts and like nine of them were Lego sets, which was basically like just heaven. So this whole week he's been getting up early in the morning and he comes in our room and he's like, can I go build? And he goes down and builds Legos. So the way we've managed gifts and gratitude with him is we did not open gifts at the party, especially because we had like 25 kids because we had tons of five-year-olds and then a lot of siblings. And so and many of the siblings are younger. So I'm like, we're not having all these kids sit down to watch and to open gifts in the middle of a park. Like we wouldn't be able to manage that. And I kind of wanted to do it at home in a more low-key environment where we could like be a little bit more slow and thoughtful about it and also like be able to write it down and everything. So we wrote it all down. We made a list and then we told him, and this was advice from a friend. We told him you can't use these gifts until you write thank you notes. And so he had to prioritize like the first set he wanted to open. We let him open one Lego set the day that all the gifts came. So that was on Sunday. And I said, okay, because I actually didn't have enough thank you notes. So I was like, okay, Vinny, like you can open this one Lego set today. But tomorrow after school, we are going to start writing our thank you notes. And the first one you're going to write is for this gift that you are opening right now. And then from there, the rest of the week, we have written our thank you notes as he's been opening things. And he's been really good about it. And so it's funny, because as I've seen parents at school, I've kind of joked about these thank you notes. I'm like, we're working on our thank you notes, blah, blah. And they're like, oh my gosh, don't even worry about it. You don't have to bring thank you notes, which is really nice. Totally appreciate that parents are like, not wanting to be burdensome with the thank you note thing. But I will say like, if Vinny's going to jump on this bandwagon, I will absolutely encourage that because I want him to not take it for granted. I'm very conscientious of him being an only child and being showered with attention and gifts and like having more than his heart could ever desire in terms of gifts and toys and things like that. So I want him to be really thoughtfully conscientiously grateful for what he's getting. And so this has allowed us to kind of slow down the gift process a little bit where we've like paced it now throughout the course of a week. So he opened everything in terms of like taking the wrapping paper off, but in terms of like opening the packaging around Legos and those kinds of things, he's held off on that until he's written his thank you notes. And so that's been really nice because it has allowed him to slow that down a little bit. Also, he's been more mindful as he's opened things. He's like, oh, and this is the dinosaur set from Liv. And this is the Batman set from Foster. And this is the blah, blah, blah. So like we've been keeping track as he opens things. I'll say like, do you remember who this one is from? And I have my list that I can cross reference, but just talking about this is my friend so-and-so that gave me this. And that's been 
I think really positive as well. Just keeping some awareness around like who got you what and isn't that so nice and wow, they must really know that you like Batman or you like Legos or you like building or whatever. So that's been kind of cool too. So I feel like we've been able to be a little more conscientious around the whole gift thing. And that's been cool. So we did with the thank you cards, I wrote the notes on the inside and I had him write his name, which is about like his attention span with writing at this point. So he writes his name at the bottom of them after I write the note. And the note is like two or three sentences. It's not long, but so I write the note, he write and we say, and, and then I read it to him. So I'll say, you know, dear Liv, thank you for the Lego dinosaurs. Thank you for being my friend. Love Vinny. And he writes Vinny. They basically all say the same thing with the like, I just fill in the blank for what the actual gift is. And then I read it to him and I say, dear Liv, thank you for the dinosaur set. Thank you for being my friend. Love Vinny. And then he writes Vinny in. So then they're in, all in envelopes now. So I have to get addresses to actually address them because I'm actually going to mail them because I think for kids, it's fun to get mail. I think that that'll just be like Vinny loves it when he gets mail. He thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. So we're going to actually mail them rather than just dropping them off at school. And when I address the envelopes, which I'm going to do in the next couple days, I'm going to have him put stickers on the envelope. So he's part of the card piece and he's part of the envelope piece because he can't like do the actual addressing of the envelopes himself at this point. They would not be able to be very deliverable. So I'm going to have him put stickers on the outside, which I think will also make it fun for the kids receiving for them to get like mail with stickers and whatever. Vinny's like all about like checking the mail. He gets mail from my mom like every two months or so because my mom is so amazing. Anytime there's a holiday or any reason to celebrate something, she will make him a card, which is very sweet and cool. So he is like totally into checking the mail. (laughs) So I think it'll be fun for Vinny's friends to get mail, I hope. So that's how we're managing gratitude. It's the first time I've had him be part of thank you notes at all. We've done thank you notes in the past for gifts, but I've just always written them and sent them and done the whole thing. So this is like a first step for us. If you guys have like techniques around gratitude, thank you notes, whatever, I would love to hear it. But I will definitely do this moving forward. We will do this again at Christmas time and I will continue to have him be involved in the process as much as we have been to this point and as much as is age appropriate. Obviously, he's going to be able to take over more and more of it. But I thought there might be some good tips in there for parents who want to do thank you notes in terms of kind of just how I've been doling it out three a day, having him write his name, put his stickers on the envelopes, like little bits at a time. It also has kept it really manageable because to sit down and do three a day doesn't take very long. It takes us like maybe 10 minutes and 10 minutes of something is like way more manageable than like, we're going to sit down today and do this for an hour and a half and we're going to do 14 thank you notes. And like that would have been too much. So it's felt very manageable this way. So, okay. So that's what I want to cover with that kids and gratitude. That is like my one gratitude tip for October that I hope will be helpful to you moving into events and holidays where you might want to have your kids practicing a little bit of gratitude around different ways of celebration. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about, number two. So the next two things actually have to do with listener feedback. And I'm really excited about these. So I think I'm going to start with living authentically and letting your values shine. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis osmosis purification process and their countertop purifiers which is what we have take no installation or plumbing and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like pfas 
which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So I got this great review that I've been wanting to read now for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to go ahead and read this review to you. This is from, and by the way, this is from one of those listeners who follows directions so well. So you know, at the end of every episode, when I say, hey, if you love the show, go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, and you can leave a quick review, like just one or two sentences, whatever. Well, thank you, Lindsay S. from Pennsylvania for doing that. So she did this in the middle of September. And I so appreciate that because sometimes when you're talking into a microphone, you're like, oh, am I a broken record? Do people not hear me? Like, I'm really putting myself out there. I would love some feedback. And so I really appreciate anytime anyone leaves a review. It is really, really helpful. It means the world to me. Like reading my reviews, it can be a little lonely sitting here talking to myself sometimes. And when I read a review, it's like, oh, yes, I am not alone. Like there are people with me we're in this together and it feels so much better. So I really, really appreciate any length of review that you give me. So I appreciate that. And again, you can do that over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. So Lindsay's review is titled, how did you get in my head? And then in parentheses, it says, AKA life enriching. 
She says, I'm shamelessly up to the 20-something episode of this podcast since discovering it only a few days ago. As I was listening to one particular episode yesterday, I couldn't help but think how life-enriching it is. Sarah Dean helps to bring issues to the forefront that I think many moms face in such a down-to-earth, genuine, humorful manner that I'm just addicted. I definitely want to drink a glass or a bottle of wine with her and keep talking. And in all honesty, I think that anyone could benefit from this podcast and find it enjoyable and helpful because the core of the issues are actually about well-being and living authentically in an age when the world moves so fast and there are so many messages about what we should all do. And should is in quotes. I dread the moment that I am caught up on all episodes and have to wait for another one to come out. Check out the show. I think you'll really enjoy it. And hopefully to add a little more power to this review, I've never reviewed a podcast before, but I felt that compelled to do so after listening. Thanks, Sarah. I can't wait to keep listening. So, oh my gosh, Lindsay, thank you for your first ever podcast review. I love it. And it's funny. I often do the same thing where I'm compelled. Like, I'm like, I've never done a review. Like I've never done a review on Airbnb and we just had the most amazing experience on Airbnb. I've done a lot more VRBO stays than Airbnb. So I was like, I need to like get on and do my first Airbnb review because we had the most amazing Airbnb in Paris. And I got on and I could not figure out how to do it. So first of all, companies, you need to make this easy for people. But second of all, I know what that feels like to be like, oh my gosh, this thing is super cool. And like, I have to go give huge shout outs and props to this person, service, whatever. So I know what that feels like. And I just really, really appreciate you taking the time, Lindsay. That means the world to me. What I wanted to say about living authentically is I appreciate that that's what comes across about living authentically and well taking care of yourself, being about your own sense of well-being. That is definitely what I talk about a lot and some of the most powerful messages that I want to come through in the show. And I love that Lindsay points out that this is actually for anyone, not just moms, because I do have a lot of people who listen who are like, they come tell me in secret. They're like, I know I'm not a mom, but I totally listen to your podcast, which is completely fine with me, by the way. Like, the whole world is invited. It's not a private party. This is very much open invitation. <laughs> so what I loved about living authentically and that coming through, though, is that I think that it's important that people are living authentically and that people are letting their values shine. And especially letting their values shine in a way that empowers other people and supports other people and gives other people permission to shine. And so I definitely feel like through the podcast, I have like a million times over found my voice in a new different way or a newer different dynamic through doing solo episodes, through interviewing other people, through learning from some of the people I've interviewed and through also having to shifting my perspective a little bit sometimes in interviews where I'm like, oh, hmm, I never thought about it from that perspective or having people say things in an interview where I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's not what I think. And how am I going to like respond to that without making it weird or uncomfortable? And then finding a way to do it, like finding a way to pull the pieces together in my head so that the next thing that comes out of my mouth can be supportive of the other person while still getting my point across. That's a little scary sometimes for me. But I think that this platform has given me a place to live authentically and let my values shine. And I think that many of you like have no doubts about what my values are. I'm pretty open about it. I'm pretty open about what I stand for and what I don't stand for. And I'm very shameless about that. I'm hoping that I have given you permission and encouragement and maybe a big shove to do the same, to live authentically, to let your values shine, to stand up for what you believe in, to say what you think, all those kinds of things. I think it's so, so important. And I think that there is not a space to hide anymore behind being uncomfortable or a space to hide behind like not knowing quite the right thing to say. So I'm just not going to say anything. I don't think there's room for that anymore. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in number three here in a minute. So I appreciate 
Lindsay pointing that out. And I appreciate that feedback that these are the messages I'm getting across because I really do. I want my values to shine. I'm hoping that in my values shining through and me living as authentically as I can through the podcast and sharing my stories as authentically as possible, that that encourages you to do the same. And I know that when I get on interviews for other people's shows, which I've been on a number of podcast interviews recently, that is one of the things I talk about a lot for people to stand in their stories, for people to rewrite their stories, for people to share their stories, for people to like identify the things that they're most uncomfortable with and most self-conscious about and share those things. These are the things I talk about on my show, but it's also what I'm talking about on other people's shows. And it's interesting and really cool to have other people be very responsive to that. And so I'm hoping that this is what is coming across to all of you as well. And I see the show and my values mirrored in Lindsay's message that confirms to me that I'm doing some of the things that I want to be doing well. And I appreciate that. And I also, it's also very much confirms to me that you guys are going out and living authentically and focusing on your well-being and focusing on taking care of yourself. And I think that that like inevitably will allow you to shine bigger, better, braver, bolder in the world. So do you notice all that alliteration there? Let's just talk about all that use of the letter B for a minute, please. So yes, living bigger, better, braver, bolder. So that leads me into number three. So my number three for right now is say something because your voice matters. And this has to do with a few different things. This has to do with what's going on in the world, in politics, in like climate change, in regards to hurricanes and wildfires and earthquakes. And like, there are so many things happening right now. And you know, like you could get up on a soapbox every damn day and talk about all the things that are happening. And I don't think that you need to do that necessarily, but I think it's really important that you say something about things that really matter. Because like I said in episode 155, that was my episode I did about Charlottesville. I said that silence is not an option. Silence is death. And I actually went last week, I went to Together Live and I have to tell you about this event for a minute because it was so amazing. Together Live is an event being put on by Glennon Doyle and her new wife, Abby Wambach of Soccer Hall of Fame, Abby Wambach, one of the greatest soccer players on earth. Glennon Doyle and Abby are putting on Together Live. They are also Lovey, who is the author of the book, I'm Judging You, which is a fantastic book. I will link it in the show notes. I'm making a note here to myself right now. So Lovey was there speaking, and then they had three other people who I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but they were all amazing, amazing speakers, amazing women. And I'm a huge fan of Glennon Doyle. So Glennon Doyle wrote Love Warrior and Carry On Warrior. Both books are like, could read them over and over and over and learn something new and better every single time. They're just amazing books. So I went to that last week, and at that show, there was a lot of talk about saying something and using your voice and like there is just not room to be quiet or be silent right now. And the woman who moderated the event, her name was Jennifer. And I cannot remember her last name, but if you go to Together Live on Instagram, she has profiled there many times. So she said, silence is violence. And that is so true. Whether you are talking about women in sexual assault, whether you are talking about racism, whether you are talking about like patriarchy, whether you are talking about climate change, silence is violence. Like if you say nothing, bad things will continue to happen. Someone has to say something. And it's really uncomfortable. And I talked about this in episode 155. It is really uncomfortable for like middle-class white women to stand up and say something because 
we don't know. And I know that I have listeners that are outside of that category of middle-class white women, but me as a middle-class white woman, it is uncomfortable for me to stand up and say things because I don't understand the perspective of the people's whose lives I've never lived and whose shoes I've never walked in. So it's uncomfortable for me to stand up and talk about racism because it's not something I've experienced. But also I very, very strongly believe that silence is death. Silence is not an option. Silence is violence. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. So I talked about this in episode 155. I won't go into a ton more detail because I already mentioned so much in that episode and you can go back and listen to that and that will be linked in today's show notes as well. But what I wanted to talk about was some feedback I got on that episode because I really loved this email and I think that it made me feel really good about saying what I said in that episode and I wanted to read it to you all because I think it might give you some encouragement to also get a little uncomfortable and speak up for things sometimes, even if you're speaking up for something that you don't have personal experience with, like me speaking up as a white woman on black people's issues. So, okay, this email is from Naomi Clark, a shameless mom who I adore. I've worked with Naomi. She was in one of my masterminds. She actually might've been in two of my masterminds, but she is just super awesome shameless mom. So Sarah, I listened to today's episode, episode 155, in the car, and I knew I needed to send you an email as soon as I possibly could. I'm a shameless mom who is, among many things, African-American. I literally got chills when you mentioned Trayvon Martin and some of the other kids whose lives have been cut short. I have a 14-year-old son, Michael, and these are some of the things, as a mom to a young black teenager, I think about all the time. How do me and my husband prepare him to be happy, loving, a proud person and citizen? How do we prepare him to face the challenges that are unique to African-American men? There is so much as a mom to an African-American male that I think about, pray about, and talk about. You gave me chills today, but these aren't chills of fear or anger. They were chills of relief and acceptance, if that makes sense. Chills that not only black women and moms care about African-American lives, that are too often young lives that are assumed to be, by some, less than worthy. There is so much silence on this. Along with overt racism, there is an unconscious bias that we all carry when interacting with people who are different. 
I have dear friends who are white moms and we connect on so many levels. You've inspired me to be even more authentic and vocal with some of my white friends to share when we are on one of our walks, my fears and doubts and questions more fully. Thank you. You mentioned that you didn't feel qualified to talk about racism at first, but then you said silence equals death. And I gave you a fist bump from across the country in my car when you said that, LOL. You are qualified to talk about this and we need white women and moms to speak and feel okay speaking about this. First, as a fellow mom, it gives me support to hear it. Second, white moms are raising the children that will grow up to live and work with our children. You were courageous and real and shameless today. Thank you, Naomi. So Naomi, thank you so much. That email, I've read it multiple times now and it like tears in my eyes and chills. But that is just such a shining example of why we have to say something. And it's okay if it's uncomfortable and awkward and a little bit ugly. And it's okay if you say the wrong thing. And you can say like, I might say the wrong thing right now, but I just want to say this. I just want to step up. I want to be supportive. I want to do the right thing. I want to do the best thing. I want to do my part in creating a world that is safer and juster for people of color. So thank you, Naomi, for that message. And that is my third tip for October, to say something and recognize that your voice matters. Your perspective matters. Even if you don't fully understand someone else's perspective from where you sit, it's okay to have an opinion and comment on it. And I've said this before, and I will continue to say it, that I'm noticing who is saying stuff on social media, and I'm also noticing who's not. I'm noticing who's playing it safe. I'm noticing the people that I look up to who are playing it safe and not taking advantage of their platforms to take a stand. I'm noticing people who have benefited tremendously from their position in the world who are not willing to take a stand in support of others who don't benefit in the same ways. That is glaring to me. That speaks to one's character. So I think that we're not in a position to be silent. We're not in a position to not say something. And I just really appreciate people who are saying something. And it can be a chill one-line comment. It doesn't need to be like burying your soul and a traumatic event. Like the things that I say, I know for some people would really be like burying your soul and a traumatic event because I am loud and I am, you know, an extrovert and I'm okay with taking a risk with my voice. I know that's not everyone's style. So it doesn't have to be in my style, but do it in a way that works for you. Because what you say matters, how you say things and position yourself in this world is what your kids are seeing. All that stuff matters. How you talk to people matters. One of the examples is Vinny has started noticing homeless people in Seattle because there's a lot of them. And we it's not even a little bit of a crisis. We have like a full-blown homeless epidemic in Seattle. We actually, our car has been rifled through twice recently and nothing was stolen. And we were like, oh, hmm, this is weird. So I put up a post on a neighborhood group and I was like, has anyone else had this? Like, it's kind of weird. They even left like spare change in the car. What's going on? And a few people are like, it's probably just someone trying to sleep in your car because I don't have anywhere to sleep. So Vinny has started noticing, you know, as we walk into Trader Joe's, sometimes there'll be someone like sleeping on the ground right next to Trader Joe's. <laughs> and I haven't explained to him in great detail yet what that all means, but he's just like, oh, that's nice. They're having a rest. And we've even asked sometimes we'll say like, do you want a banana or can we bring you some fruit? You know, can we buy you some peanut butter? So he's learning how to engage with people who are different than him. That's really cool. So it's awkward because you don't want your kid to say the wrong thing. I mean, I've mentioned this before. We have an amputee at the end of our alley and both legs 
are amputated at the knee. And one of the first times Vinny saw him after he could talk, he was like, oh, look at the cute little person. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) And this man sometimes is really nice and sometimes he can be really gruff. So I was like, oh, please don't say anything like mean to my son who is trying to be really nice. (laughs) And luckily I don't think he heard him, but we're starting to have conversations. So I said, I was like, oh, and he has like these shoes that attached to his knees. So instead of having like a full prosthetic leg from his knee, he just has like shoes that attach onto the knee. So he's much shorter because of that. So Vinny asked, why do his shoes look like that? And I was like, oh, that's because that helps him walk. And he was like, oh, because sometimes people, we've talked about like people in wheelchairs like that helps them get around sometimes because they can't use their legs. And so just like little conversations here and there talking about how people are different, that's a big deal. And talking about it really matter of factly, it doesn't have to be a really weird, awkward thing. So like when Vinny sees people taking naps outside, I'm like, yeah, that's someone taking a nap over there to try to keep it super casual. Like I'm not going to go into like the homeless crisis in Seattle with him, but I'm also not going to say like, we do not talk to those people and we do not make eye contact. Like I actually, since having a child am way more likely to make contact, eye contact and initiate conversation with homeless people than I've ever been in my life. When I am driving down the street and I'm stopped at a light and someone's holding a sign in my face asking for money, I turn and smile. I don't give them money, but I do turn and smile because it's still a human being. And I would want my son to treat people who are different than him as humans because we're all humans. So that is my piece on saying something. Your voice matters. Your actions matter. And don't be afraid of doing something wrong. Just please say something, do something, be protective. I know that right now, one of the ways I'm doing that is by reading a lot and by trying to be more discerning and by giving where I can. And so right now, like I told you last week, we're like in this kind of laughable financial crisis because of three big events that happened all at once. We unexpectedly had to buy a car in the last week. So like, I don't have a ton of money to send to Puerto Rico, but I'm sending what I can because, oh my gosh, there are people in dire need down there. So we're just doing what we can as we can do it and modeling that to Vinny as we go. So those are your three things today. How to help your kids show gratitude, living authentically and letting your values shine and saying something because your voice matters. I'm going to leave you with that. I can't wait to be back here in a couple days with a great interview. I have a fantastic interview with Anna Willard. And I will say there was like a major life event in her life the day before we recorded this interview and we almost had to reschedule. And it was a pretty traumatic thing. And so I just want you to tune in. I was just so honored that she maintained her commitment to be on the show. I absolutely gave her the out to reschedule, but she said, no, like if there's ever been a time to talk about hope, it's right now. So she came on the show in the middle of like a major family crisis to talk about her book. And also we ended up talking about this crisis, which involved a school shooting. So it was a really interesting and uh, positive and powerful conversation. So come back for that on Monday. And if this is your first time listening to the show, make sure you go and subscribe. Go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. You can leave a review and subscribe to the show there. So I told you how to leave a review. You go into that link and there's going to be a little button you can push that says write a review. You can also click the button that says subscribe while you're there and you will get all of our new episodes as soon as they are released. So you will never miss an episode of the Shameless Mom Academy. I hope that you had a fantastic time spending time with me today in the Shameless Mom Academy and I can't wait to be back here in a few days to do it again. Until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. 
Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.